Welcome to I Like the Way You Work It, a podcast from your friends at Dateline Digital Printing. At Dateline, we care a lot about taking unusually good care of people and helping them do their very best work. This podcast is a gift to the remarkable people we have the honor of serving. And now, I Like the Way You Work It, with your host, Jeff Welch. Hey everybody, what is up? This is Jeff Welch and I'm coming at you with another episode of I Like the Way You Work It. Today, I am bringing the great Brianna Reagan into the conversation and we had a great talk about what it means to have a distinct style. Again, she's an artist, you might not be an artist, but I think that the special sauce you bring to your work, the same kind of thing, it applies uh, to a lot of people across the board. Uh, she talks about how she thinks everyone is creative and that we perhaps sometimes uh, define creativity in uh, very narrow ways, but that everyone has some creative juice to bring. And uh, we talk about critiquing your own work, how, do you, how to know when your work isn't good. And uh, in some cases, we're dealing with people who um, want to critique our work for us, and we may agree or disagree, but the ability to discern that for ourselves is, is incredibly valuable. Brianna is somebody who brings such a cool texture to our community and really um, is doing such high-level work, and having her on was such a treat. I know you're going to enjoy hearing her perspectives and that you will find a ton of parallels between the work she does and the work you do. Look pretty cool yeah you do uh, yes <laughs> everyone look we could be piloting like a, <laughs> funny you say that i'm getting on a plane or? tonight so you, where are you going uh we're going down to idaho oh cool i have an art festival down there this weekend nice. yeah. thanks for being here yeah um you you are juggling the the artist life and the mom life and the working life and all those things. all the above i mean yes. it is it's one life but I'm sure that it's challenging at times to fit them all in the way you want to. Yes. Um, how's that going for you? Very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do appreciate your candor. Um, I can, and I mean, I, I think I think it's going poorly just because I I'm someone who sets expectations, mm-hmm. and so I have expectations of what I want to accomplish tonight and what I want to do with the kids and what I need to get done at work. And so when I don't meet what I get done at work, then I go home and I take that home and then I don't get to do everything with the kids. You know, like I want to pick the berries. I want to make sure we clean the house. I want to get everybody bathed and I want to brush their teeth and I want to sit down and read books. Usually what doesn't happen is we don't get to read books. Mm -hmm. When you got a fresh one. Yes. 15 months. Oh, whoa. So like, like just learn to walk. Yeah. So like that changed the game completely. It's like, I can't just, play in your playpen yes. now the playpen is not sufficient yeah um and he's a climber so everything is fair game pretty much and, and, and so does the older one like is the older one helpful oh my gosh or? she's amazing it okay, was the good. best it's, age okay. to have i wasn't a sure kid. if it was if it was <laughs> oh it's great they they enjoy being around each other or if it's just an extra layer of chaos <laughs> she's just now discovering sometimes like I just want to be left alone mm-hmm. and she'll go close her bedroom door mm-hmm. so like she can play without him. Like, cause he, he crawls over to what she's doing yeah. cause he's so interested yeah, and she's like be... usually very receptive to that. 
Um, but he'll just like take the toys right out of her hands. And then I'm like, well, Wesley, you need to share. And she's like, ah. Toy, I'm, like, though. I'm like, he's not going to understand that. So you have to be yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah. And well, that's co- a complicated thing to understand, right? Yeah. That um, this little baby and she's person. not quite sick. She turned six in August. So yeah. she's getting close, but not quite there. Um, but yeah, so she's just discovered, like, she'll build a fort and say, like, you know, no babies in here. And I'm like, well, I can't really keep him out. Uh, I love that. And or she'll, you know, go to her room so and, well. and shut her door. So, <laughs> um, her and I can just have adjacent <laughs> forts. We'll just look at each other once in a while and be like, yeah, good, you're still over there. I bet right. we'll get there. Yeah. I bet we will get there. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so uh, they're great together. Um, but I don't get to do. I feel. I feel like yeah. I don't get to do everything. Some I self-imposed I, yes. expectations. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Of like what a mom should be and what yeah. I should be every night and what I should be every morning. And um, so, yeah, it's just like, yeah, like That's you said. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then with the arts, you know, I have expectations of, okay, so once I get the baby down to bed, then I'm going to have this much time to get this much done and to do this. Mm-hmm. And that usually is never how that goes. <laughs> Great expectations. Story of my life. The world is a challenging place. Yes. Yeah. So... Um, so I, I know that for a while there, you had this plan where you were getting up very early. Now that was before the second baby. Oh, that was beautiful. So that I'm sure <laughs> there's Does not lots happen. of things that get complicated when you add a newborn into yes. the mix. Um, um, yeah. But so that was one thing you used to try to get art time yes. into your life. Yes. When there was lots of other things competing. And so. I mean, I definitely, you know, advocate for, you know, if, you don't have the time, then make time. And mm-hmm. so that's what I did that during that time was my husband was truck driving. Mm-hmm. And so he was getting up at two 30 to go to oh, work. Wow. And so I'm like, well, let me just get up with you and then Holy drink moly. my coffee. And then I can start painting. And I, I take like, I snooze my clocks like, 10 okay. times before okay. I wake up. So I need that whole, <laughs> so you'd be like walking out the door by the time I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm finally up right, enough. I'll get up. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that was working out great because he was already up. So, you know, it kind of helped me be inspired to get up mm-hmm. and use that time to, to paint. And that was Wesley, I think was about two or three, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, we were, we were struggling with the going to bed mm-hmm. and usually it's like, that's what it is. It's, after they go to bed, that's my time to paint. Yeah. Well, if they're not going to bed, then I don't mm-hmm. have time to paint. And so that's where, I, yeah. Tiny jerks. Yes. No, I had a plan for how this was going to work and you're, <laughs> you're messing it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, with his schedule, I adopted that. That way I can make the time yeah. to, to make now my art. you arts. have some control over yes. that, right? Um, adding in baby number two. And now that my husband doesn't have that job. Mm-hmm. Even though my alarm is set up, set to go off at 4.40 in the morning. That's, 4.20, sorry. That's no. still a dumb it's, number. That's a, it is really dumb. I number. don't crawl out of bed till 5.30. Like, okay. I snooze for an hour, yeah. and it's the most annoying thing in the world. Yeah, why don't you just set it for the 5.30 part and then get I up? I can't then. get up. <laughs> it's like, okay. I, I love, I'm a morning person. Yeah. I have an easier time, honestly, being awake and doing things in the morning yeah. and being creative in yeah. the morning than I do at night. Okay. But I can't wake up. It's a problem. Yeah, that is tough to be a morning person that can't wake up. <laughs> that is a special kind of challenge. There's some people scratching their heads right now. Um, good. That's why I like to bring that to the people. I like to, the conundrum. It happens. Right? Yeah. We're out there. <laughs> so w- when you're talking about making time for art, I mean, some of that is that you love to make art and that is something that is a creative expression for you. But you also do commissions. Like, I mean, you, you do this professionally as well. Yes. And so... 
in the calculus of making time for it, it's not just, I want to have time to do something I love. In some cases it is, I want to make time, I need to make time to do something that I've committed to for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, how do you balance that in terms of how, t- taking on commissions and knowing here's, here's how long it's going to take me to do this in reality? Yeah. Um, so the length is usually um, actually subjective to the clients. Mm-hmm. Um, logos tend, like when I do like kind of design work, yeah. um, I never know the timeline. Um, I have clients who just can't make decisions and yeah, yeah. it just doesn't ever roll along as quickly as I would like to. Sure. Paintings, you know, because I've been painting for over 10 years, I kind of know what to expect for myself and sure. how quickly I get turn that around. Um but the the only way I fit those in is by knowing my own schedule. So, um, like right now I have a, a art show, a solo show to work towards. So I'm not accepting anything. Yeah. And anything I've already accepted, I'm like, all right, do you guys mind holding while we put a pause on this since you guys haven't made a decision yet? Yeah. I've got a couple of those kind of just on the back burner. Yeah, where you have something that you've you've agreed upon. Yeah. The timeline then expands out yeah. because they're not getting back to you or whatever. Yes. And like before, yeah. you know, my whole thing was I tried to be... Like, I loved Neil Gaiman's philosophy of, you know, you have to be good at three things. Be great to work with, do good work, and be on time. He's like, Mm. to be successful, be be all three of those. To be successful enough, at least be two of those. Mm -hmm. And I I, I mean, I'm completely butchering it, but (laughs) that's the premise. And so up till the kids, I kind of prided myself on being all three of those things. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, all right, let's cross off being on time because and so like every new project <laughs> i have when parts. i get people like reaching out like hey i'd love to work with you on this logo or for this project or this i'm like mm-hmm. i'd love to i love the idea of your project i'm super excited just know it my timeline because i'm still working full-time yeah. and i have two kids like this might take a while yeah. and so i put that right out front that way yeah it's open That's honest yeah, yeah, yes yeah, exactly yeah. our commissions um are are those as fun as doing your own stuff? Is it are like are you are you taking them based on here's my wheelhouse and if what you want is kind of in the thing that I like to do, then we're going to have a good relationship. Are you taking things and just saying I'll turn it out if you pay me to turn it out? More the first, mm-hmm. um, because my following yeah. is so unique. Yeah. Um, I tend to attract people with unique ideas. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I do get excited about, cause it, usually it's also like, I would have never put that together, but yeah. you just told me a pineapple and a crab and we're going to make this really <laughs> awesome thing together, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it just, it, it brings me to a different level in my imagination yeah. that I don't go in myself. Um, so I love that and makes it exciting. And then when it's exciting, then I want to work on it. I'm also at that stage in my career where I could turn down projects. I'm like, you know what? This doesn't sound like yeah. something I'd be inspired to do. So then I'm just, I'm not the artist for you. Let me recommend a few other people. And that way I'm not dragging my feet and just, because projects just for money are just because are not the right projects. Yeah. So. Well, and you're also then creating false expectations for the client, right? Yes. So you're being upfront. Sometimes a no is a gift, right? I'm going to say no to you. So you can get what you want. Yeah. Well, you do have like this wonderful and unique style. And I think about like, so you and Lucas Elliott are both like good friends of mine that I like. I really love what you're doing. So, cool. so different though, right? Such a different expression. And, and that's, I love that. Um, and so I wonder if, um, do, did you find that you tried to be like other people for a while? Did you always know this is kind of my jam? How, how did your style come to be, I guess? That's a super giant Yeah. Um, okay. So when, like if a lot of artists actually google how do i develop my own style 
Like that's <laughs> that's something every artist wants. Yes. They want to develop their own style. And the like canned answer is it will develop. Just let it yeah. come. And that is so true. Like I didn't plan to develop this and this color palette and yeah. and you know this outlining like it's just what I found I liked. The more I did it, the better I got. And that's how the style develops. Does not mean that I didn't try to emulate others. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, like I am still obsessed with the children's book author, Grizz Grimley. Um, very awesome, but <laughs> dark children's book. Mm-hmm. So totally, totally up my alley. <laughs> um, and I loved his style so much that I probably spent a year or two drawing just like him. Mm-hmm just to kind of learn how to use my yeah. tools better. Yeah. Um, and that was during college. So, I mean, I should have been getting that in college classes, but I wasn't. So mm-hmm. I chased it elsewhere. You did it on yeah. your own. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just what I do. So. Well, and there's a difference between um, recognizing someone has an interesting style and trying to figure out how to, how to do that from a uh, technical perspective. Like how do, how do they make that happen? Uh, versus saying, oh, I really like their style. I want to be like that. Right, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and then you learn how to fold in yeah. little bits and So I've got like and... a little bit of him in yeah. me, in, or in my style, and um, I'm trying to remember the name of this other artist. Like, I don't know, people who like really inspect my art, they, they know that I do a lot of dot work, mm-hmm. like as details in the outlines yeah. or whatever. And I know I picked up these dots from this graffiti artist that I cannot remember right now. <laughs> but like, so it's Banksy. like- Banksy. Not That's Banksy. That's all I know. That's the extent of my graffiti um, art knowledge. Gosh, I wish I could remember. But I'm just, I'm not a names person. Yeah. That's why I like failed, like crash and burn miserably with art history. Like I just, yeah, you names, times, places are completely just out of my realm. I'm like, uh-huh. if it's not a picture, I'm not going to remember it. Trying to be like somebody else seems like, like a trap, right? Oh gosh, yeah. Um how 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 do you avoid that because it also seems very alluring right because you see something you like oh and, and social you... media oh it's yeah. so hard yeah. so hard so i um i take self-imposed social media timeouts mm-hmm. i find like i spend a too much time yeah and my time is already limited so knock it off brianna um but like when I start digesting all these other artists that i i admire i'm like gosh i love this mm-hmm it's very easy to a forget that, you know, you have this, this image in your head and then three weeks from now you think it's yours. Like I came up with this amazing thing and no, I really didn't. And so I have to like, remember to excuse myself from that. Um, by digesting other artwork that I see, I have to remember like compartmentalize. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's not mine. Figure out my own. Um, so it's great to be inspired, but there's like that boundary sometimes too. Um, but then, yeah, like I, I follow these certain artists. I'm like, and it's who I see in my feed sure. because I, in, you know, interact with them. So of course, the algorithm shows them yeah, more, to me all the time. More of that, right? Yeah. And so I see it more and more and more. And um, like I said, I just have to take breaks sometimes. Come like, I, I, I get envious or jealous. And sure. you know, when that starts coming up, that's when I know I need to yeah, take my break. You're like, oh, this isn't. Good. Yeah, like, okay, that's not me. Yeah. That's not who I want to be. Let's focus on my own work. Well, I, I, I find the same thing when it comes to um, following other people who do similar kinds of work to me. Um, it's sometimes I just have to turn it off. I have to be like, my job right now is to make this, yeah. not to either regurgitate it or to just waste all my time watching someone else do it. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. It can be, it's very, it's safe, yeah. right? It, yeah. 
if I'm just watching someone else do it, I'm not putting myself on the line. And so I literally like will delete the apps. Yeah. That way I can't access them. Yeah. Yeah. That's some good discipline right now. (laughs) Well, I think that, that, I mean, part of being an artist, I mean, like you have special sauce, right? You have something that's different from other people. (laughs) And um, it's, it's kind of a jerk move to not share that. So <laughs> don't try to be like somebody else. Try to be like you. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's what every artist strives for. And, you know, especially right now when I have a show coming up, like that's, yeah. I have all these ideas that I want to accomplish. And A, if I'm spending time on social media, I'm not doing it. And B, I need to make sure that these are authentic to me. Yeah. And if I'm, like you said, kind of regurgitating what I see, yeah. I'm like, that's not being authentic to me. Mm-hmm. So when did you if this is something you can recall in any way, shape or form, when did you first feel like an artist? I feel like calling yourself an artist feels like something that you need to have some sort of magical credential (laughs) to say, I am an artist. Um, But the act of creating art makes you an artist, right? Right? Like if you run, you're a runner. It's not like some special badge. (laughs) So when did you first feel like I'm a legitimate artist? Um, probably middle school yeah um and i mean so before we moved to alaska um i moved here when i was 10 years old uh from the bay area of california i was a little navy brat so we lived all over i don't know like 10 different houses down Mm -hmm. there i can't remember them all um but my parents like noticed i had artistic abilities mm-hmm. and i mean down there there was classes i was always in these classes and i was frequently like this youngest little kid yeah. in this class full of adults or teenagers and i mean i love that my parents nurtured it mm-hmm. up here there's not really those classes which i get asked to do classes a lot but um there's all there's, your free time. <laughs> right? there's um yeah it wasn't that opportunity and so it was through school and um i, went, I did my first year at tanana when in middle school and that's kind of where i really recognized that okay i'm sounds conceited i'm better than the rest of these kids like it sounds really yeah, conceited but, but like yeah, yeah. that's when i noticed that like i have something that other people don't have mm-hmm. and then um randy smith opens i don't remember doing art in randy smith i don't know why maybe it just wasn't there because it was brand new um so then high school happened and i was at west valley and uh, robbie mohat was my teacher and she was amazing because she t- kind of just recognized like all right, I'm just going to let her be. She'll figure yeah. out what she needs to do. Yeah. And she wasn't one of those like over hovering teachers, like do this, mix these colors, do this. And like, that wasn't my style. And mm-hmm. so she just kind of let me be. She knew I would figure it out or she would just kind of give you a little, dra- little yeah, prompts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nudge here. And, and it was, it was the perfect kind of um, relationship I needed from a mentor at the time. So, nice. yeah. So she helped me thrive all through um, high school. And then, I totally thought I was going to be a graphic designer for snowboards and skateboards because yeah. that was the dream. That was my dream. <laughs> um, and I did a year in Portland State University. Um, and I took a bunch of graphic design classes. And that's when I realized I don't like making computer or artwork mm-hmm. on computers. Yeah. Like I had to figure out what I didn't like yeah. in order to figure out what yeah, I did like. Try lots of stuff on. And so that's when I came back up here and finished out my degree here um, in painting and drawing. Nice. So, so from a pretty young age, you felt like, yeah, I, I, I'm a legitimate artist. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I probably felt legit after I got my thesis. Okay, it's probably when I felt like, all right, I'm something. Yeah, like but, I, I've got something behind my name. You had an aptitude. Yeah, you had a, a when gift. I was young yeah. and pursued it, and like recognizing that helped yeah. me pursue it. Yeah. So then you, 
you spend more. So that's, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of like <laughs> leaning into strengths, right? Well, and so it's funny because like I was an avid snowboarder and novice skateboarder, but snowboarding was my thing. And um, pavement was scary. Terrifying. Um, so terrifying. So was the out of doors. So just in general. So. <laughs> okay. I'm there now, <laughs> but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was, it was actually during college when I was like being in the snowboarder, I was, I was into the freestyle stuff. I was hucking myself off these giant jumps, you know, going on the rails, doing all the stuff, trying to be one of the guys. And I started holding myself back because in my mind, as soon as I'd like be approaching the lip of a jump, I'd be like, if I fall and break my collarbone, I can't paint. If I fall and I break my that. wrist, I can't draw. Yeah. Like, so this art, is the thing that really, really matters to yep. me. And I don't want to jeopardize that. Yeah. And so that's wow. when I realized this is the path I need to take. Cause I was yeah. like, I'm going to be in the Olympics, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like stupid, but it's not stupid. <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was, that helped me realize yeah. when I started, um, yeah. not committing to the snowboarding that that's yeah, not my path it's because of yeah. something else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any advice for young artists, people who are starting out, who are trying to figure things out for themselves? It's the discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, I love painting and drawing and, you know, it's, it's my therapy um, because certain people know how crazy I get when I don't paint and draw. <laughs> um, but it's, it's more than that too. It's um, like having it as a practice mm -hmm. um, and making myself do the work every single day. And sometimes, and I've told this to others, like I think I, I did a little kind of interview class session with Jamie Smith up mm -hmm. at the U. Yeah. Um, he was just in here today, by the way. Oh, he's amazing. Yes, um, but uh, he had me, he brought me into his class and I kind of did a little spiel and um, I ended up having a conversation with this girl afterwards who's also a mother. And she's like, it's just, how, how do you do this? And, mm -hmm. and the one thing I say is like, yes, I say I do it every day, but sometimes the, the making art might just be making my list of what I need to do. Yeah that's still showing up to the studio. Sure. It might not be painting or mixing that yeah. paint or putting it to the canvas, but it's doing something that needs to happen. Yeah. Sometimes it's just checking my email. Sometimes it is just getting the sketch down in the sketchbook. And it's just, uh, those things culminate into actually making yeah. the work. Yeah. Those things have to happen to make the work. And so, you know, any five minutes I have, I'm over in my studio. I'm so fortunate to have a little corner of my house as my studio. Mm -hmm. It used to be the third bedroom, but then I had to have a kid. So that that went away. Yeah, priorities, trade-offs, <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. He should have had the corner. Right. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's great because I'm able to, like, you know, put the noodles on the stove and just walk across. Yeah. And I can see the kitchen. I can see the kids because it's a super open concept. And it's yeah. it's working beautifully. It's allowing me to get work done in those little pockets of time. Yeah. And so it's just having the discipline to show up and use, like, take advantage of those pockets of time. Mm -hmm. And... um. I don't know, having kids and working full time has just made me be, be very efficient in my art making. Mm -hmm. And so I think about what I'm going to do all night long. Again, I talked yeah. about those expectations. Yep. So all day long, I'm thinking about, okay, I'm going to do this painting and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to layer this. Yeah. So I'm like typing my emails. I'm like in my head, I'm actually like, first I'm going to do this layer and then I'm going to do this layer. And then if I apply that to it yeah. and then I'll outline everything with the ink. So then I have it all planned out in my sure. head. So when I actually have the time Hallelujah, those kids go to bed. Yeah. I know exactly step yeah, by step. You are ready to go. Yes. 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 I so, like yeah, just, I don't know. Well, it sounds kind of like you're describing falling in love 
<laughs> like in the beginning it's just all fun and it's like everything is easy and I can't wait to spend time with this person and it's fantastic <laughs> but being in a long term relationship or like really being an artist is what you do when you get past the part where everything is fun all the time and you're kind of up in each other's business and sometimes you want so accurate but being willing to be invested in that process even when it's not just giggles every day yes and um, and I, I think you know kind of school sets us up for that you know yeah. this on the pedestal of what being an artist is yes. and like what it really is is like okay I have to take my own trash yeah. out and I have to you know haul this everywhere and set up my own tent and do all this work and be there for 14 hours and make maybe you know 100 bucks for 14 yeah. hours like those are horrible days, but yeah. I did it and I represented myself and yeah, it is what it is. In most arts, we sort of glorify the top 1%. Yes. It's like the ideal. Yes. And in the other 90%, it's not, no one's like that. Well, it's so just my, you um, <laughs> My uh, so, uh, friend, she just moved, um, Amy Komar, a uh, local artist that was here. Like I said, she just moved. But she turned me on to the Artist Mother podcast. Hmm. So... Um, I'm new to this whole podcast scene. And uh, so when you invited me here, I'm like, maybe I should take her up on listening to that podcast <laughs> and figure out what podcast. podcasts are. I'm like, it's only 2019. <laughs> so I started listening to it and then I've been like hooked. Mm -hmm. And what's been amazing is just to hear all these other artists who are like so successful yeah. and they're still working a full-time job. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Okay, so it's changing what my expectations are of being an artist because yeah. I thought it had to be not working my full-time job. I'm still able to make my mortgage, have daycare, go on vacations. I'm like, that is... And if like, I can't do that, yeah. I'm not successful. Yeah, and so yeah. that's what I kind of like had in my mind. And so hearing all these stories, you know, this one artist, she's still waitressing every single night yeah. and then able to do her art in the morning. And I'm like, okay, it's not just me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still being successful. It's just a different... Yeah, success than it what I had. It looks so different yeah. than what the picture was in your head. Yes, yeah. so it's it, it's been nice to have my eyes opened a little bit. This is a mean question. <laughs> How do you know when your work isn't good? <sighs> I mean, the obvious answer is I've never experienced that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, like m my own your work. Your work. My, but, you... but like my own critic of my work or. When you sit down and you do the thing and you look down and you say it's not good enough. Like, like, like would I wash the painting know, away? Yeah. How do you know that? Like, what is, is it technical? Is it just a feeling about it? Is it expectations? It's kind of a culmination of all, mm -hmm. but mostly a feeling. It's kind of like the same feeling of when I know it's done. Yeah. Like, I've, you like, can people keep ask, playing yeah. Playing around with it forever. Yeah. But at some point, you know. Yeah. It's and there. there's there's no way to describe it. You kind of just know. Mm -hmm. um, so like the other the other week, I was working on this little crab painting. And I didn't get the colors right. So I kept trying to layer on more colors. And that wasn't still right. So mm -hmm. let me layer on more colors. And that still wasn't right. So I layered on more colors. And at the point, I'm like, there's way too much on here. Yeah. So technical. But like the feeling of... I know these colors aren't right. Yeah. It's not what I had in my yeah. little imagination. So I went and washed it off. Washed it off. Yeah. Straight over. How do you deal with that? Like, can can you wash it off and then get back to work? Or do you have to set it aside? Um, in ideal worlds, 
No, and you were well, I mean, I'm saying, living. no, no, I like, <laughs> so that one painting, I yeah. would have loved to pick it right back up. Yeah. But what happened was I washed it off. I had to wait for the wood to dry because I paint on wood. Yeah. And I haven't picked it back okay. up again. So, yeah, but, but that is a, but from a mindset perspective, if, if it were possible, you would have started right back. In. Yes. I'm totally like, everything is terrible and I can't look at this until tomorrow. <laughs> and then tomorrow, I just have like this fresh perspective. I'm like, oh, it'd be fun to work on this. And yes. But I mean, I don't know how many like woodworking projects or whatever. I've, I've had to tear apart at the end of the night and I'm like, you're terrible. I hate you. And I'm never going to, the next day it's like, oh, I'll work on you. I've had um, <laughs> paintings wait for me for over a year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I like that notion paintings wait for me that's awesome <laughs> I, I refer to them as hims yeah, or hers yes. like you know when i paint a girl i'm like oh she's she's this and and oh he's this and um the one i'm thinking of right now is was a girl and she had sea urchins kind of like wrapped around her and like poking her in the face and it was awesome but i wasn't getting it right like her mm-hmm. face wasn't right her hair wasn't right her just atmosphere was yeah. not right and she had to sit there and stare at me for over a year like she was prominent in Uh my studio where like she was overlooking my whole bench and it just took a year of just watching her her watching me to feel like okay i'm ready to embark on her again like i feel i feel because every painting is makes me better Mm -hmm. i learned so much from every single painting Mm -hmm. um partially because as soon as i'm done with something i'm like okay i'm done looking at this i could do it better but let me not ruin it like there's this detachment um and so I have to wait till I'm at a feeling of, all right, I'm ready to do this painting. I've had ideas in my mind or written on my list because I'm a list person mm-hmm. for over like two years. Yep. And I'm like, I can't wait to do this idea, but I know I'm not ready yet. Yeah. I'm not there. And so it just, it kind of hits me when I'm like, nope, I'm ready for that one. And so yeah. then I'll get it out. Yeah, so I've got a book on a list like that too. <laughs> like, oh, I've been meaning to write this book for a while, but every time I think about it, I'm like, not ready. I don't, I don't think I've got the book yet. So. But okay, so yeah. speaking of books, mm-hmm. years ago you gave me the War of Art, or oh yeah, I was going to ask you. So I read it on my camping trip. Mm-hmm. Finally, I mean it's only taken me seven years because <laughs> you know kids, life, whatever. All right, but you read it. <laughs> I read it. Um. So this whole sometimes I'm like now that that's in my mind yeah. this this theory of resistance. Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, is that me just, is that resistance saying yep. I'm not ready yeah. or am I really not ready? Yeah. I'm like, cause that's always been just this feeling. So like, this is this well, weird. Yeah, so, so his argument <laughs> would be, uh, there's no inspiration to wait for. The yeah. inspiration comes when you do the work. Right? Well, and so again, like that would be his argument. any pocket of time yeah. you have, do the work. Show like, up. um, yeah, and I ripped out from a magazine years ago, this quote, um, inspiration won't come to you. You have to pick up the club and go do it. Like yeah. just, just. Yes. Go for it. Like you can't wait for inspiration. You have to go after it with it. You're just waiting here for something to show up and move you. You may be waiting for a very, very long time. I, yeah, no, that, I, that does not work for me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, it was actually years ago that I learned, um, I had this piece of like wood. I'm like, you know what? I want to do this alligator on there, but you know, I, it's late. I should go to bed. I'm like, you know what? Let me just paint the eye. Yeah. So I painted the eye and then I'm like, later. Then I'm like, well, let me just like get blocked, block him in so I know the composition. So yeah. I do some layers to block him in. I'm like, well, let me see what he looks like with his teeth. And so I just, once I started, I kept going. I've written that I song finished before. that piece <laughs> in that one yeah. night. Oh, I'm just going to put some drums down. Yes. Oh, well, maybe a little guitar. And then- but it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's just like going to the gym. 
you know? Yeah. You're, Sometimes just getting your clothes on yeah. is the most important part of the process. And then you're there and then you feel great. Yeah. You know, so same thing. Like I apply that to, you know, being in the studio and working. Like if yeah. I just sketch it out, and then sometimes that turns into, well, let me actually outline this onto the canvas. Well, let me go ahead and like block it in. Yeah. And so it like before I know it. So again, not waiting for the inspiration, going after it in those little pockets of time, yeah. saying F you to resistance. All that together. There you go. Woo! So for our corporate <laughs> listeners, um, yeah, the idea of there being this overwhelming project that you don't quite know how to attack, sometimes just like finding the the tiniest little crack in the Eyeball. doorway <laughs> to say, oh, I could do this, will unlock all sorts of stuff and you're sitting there really stifled around your marketing plan or your strategic vision or whatever. And it really is a matter of saying, what's the smallest thing that I could possibly do to move one step forward? Yes. And sometimes that really does unlock it. I heard someone say one time when I was learning how to use my camera, the best way to learn how to take good photos is to take lots of photos your thoughts on that from a create that that principle from a creative standpoint like is the best way to get good at painting to paint a lot oh gosh yeah yeah and like that was jamie smith's whole thing was like yeah. draw every day just yeah. draw every day and when i did my word a day project in 2012 where i did a drawing every day like i saw so much growth in my own art and i would mm. love to revisit that when I have time, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, Seasons. so absolutely. Seasons, yeah. So same with, same with painting. The more I paint, the better I get. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that translates to a ton of things yeah. when it's just a matter of, um, we sometimes, so it goes back to your expectations, right? We have these lofty expectations of everyone else is doing it at this level. And on my first try, I want to be doing that too. And we're comparing our day one to their day 4,962. Yeah. Um, the, but you're never going to get to that level if you don't start doing something, start producing something. Do you think that you are better? So you work a regular day job like a person. You're, you're like a person, Brianna. I am like a person. You're like a person. Um, do you feel like your work is better when um, you're able to engage in in art in your life when you have the outlet in your life do you feel like that then flows into making you better on the job emotionally yes mm -hmm. yeah uh, it makes me a much better partner for my husband and my kids like as a mother um and then yeah i mean i i have an office of four people that i share and i definitely kind of if i haven't been doing my artwork mm -hmm. it shows like just not in my maybe in my work like what I do yeah. physically, yeah. but in my relationships. Um, Cause I just internalize a lot of that energy. Um, like for example, when I'm not painting or drawing, I get this overwhelming um, need to have order. Mm -hmm. I've never been diagnosed with OCD, but I really think it's kind of like that. Um, but I, in my previous absence of artwork, and this is like big absence mm -hmm. of artwork making, um, I color coded my closet, my husband's closet, all the DVDs by genre, all the books, and I was color coordinating my husband's mm. magazine collection. And that was that was the moment when he's like, yeah. "Brianna, stop right. this and go draw something." We gotta we gotta put the brakes on this. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so that was like, I mean, just a kind of like an example, because there's a lot more emotion to that. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, I just, I get, I just internalize everything and then I have nowhere to put that energy. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what all the details of my art do is like, they get that energy out. And so mm-hmm. that's, I need it. I don't just like to do it. I need yeah. it. So yeah. it, it helps you to be better at all sorts of stuff. Do you think that, um, so let's talk about your gig just a little bit. Do, do you feel like your background in art background? That sounds, that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but your pursuit of art, your aptitude in art, um, helps you in the work that you do either from a like practical literally it helps me to do x y and z on my job better or from a like a perspective like i see things differently than other people who do my who would do my job um yeah kind of a little bit of both um and then also my day job feeds into running my business you know like all right i've you know taken some leadership classes on how to write proper emails and so when i'm now talking to clients yeah. on my art life I'm like a much better corresponder and mm-hmm. communicator um but yeah so you know I'm public relations so it's very um appearance driven and designerly and so I get to use my skills in a lot of my daily job aspects but um I do think it kind of uniquely sets me apart to see things that others wouldn't or would be yeah. missed or overlooked or or read into things like this is why this is designed this way yeah. is for this kind of, um, effect. And, um, yeah, I definitely think that strengthens me there. It also (laughs) being an artist and being like uber creative, um, working at the hospital, sometimes creativity is Mm -hmm. not the right Mm -hmm. route. And so my coworkers have to be like, okay, we're going to step down a ledge real quick and let's talk about this because that's not where we want to go. A little out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so is that a challenge then, um, for, as somebody who, uh, I would imagine has a strong creative vision, right? You have an idea for how you like things to look. Um, you're in an environment maybe where that either isn't always necessary or maybe isn't always celebrated. Um, is that a challenge for you to to manage that and to sort of dial it back and say, okay, we'll do it the way you want to do it? Um, or are you pretty flexible? And um... uh, So when I was um, kind of in a different position and a little bit more responsible for things. I had a lot more control. Yeah. Um, it's been nice to not have that kind of responsibility, uh, this past couple of years, um, moving into the new position. Um, but yeah, I know there's, there's times where I'm like, gosh, this could be better if I was like helping on this, or I wish I could help this department make this happen, but yeah. I'm going to stay in my lane. Well, so. that, that's, that's important. Too. <laughs> Whenever I am interviewing people. So, I mean, I, this is where it sounds stupid to me. I consider myself an artist at some level, not a pen and ink, not a painting, but like you're a creator. I am, yeah, I am definitely and a curator somebody who and... is who is creating incessantly, <laughs> and like so. There's a strong desire to express myself somehow through writing or through videos Music, or whatever. Yeah. So through making stuff, um, and so I love to bring into hopefully. There are a lot of like regular, normal business people that listen to this. Uh, I like to bring different perspectives and say, we're not just going to talk to someone from a bank that's going to, you know, map A to B for you, you know, Uh, but somebody from a completely different aesthetic who, um, if you really sort of put your head into it and choose to listen, you're going to find that there are a lot of similarities between the way you work and the way they work. And so I like to sort of bring those things up. But whenever I have someone creative on, the the thing that I am always worried about is that someone's going to look at that and say, oh, well, I'm not creative and never press play. What what do you think about the notion that some people are creative and some people aren't creative? 
I don't believe in it. Like, I just either they haven't found something that they enjoy, um, like haven't discovered it, or have forgotten that they had it. Yeah, I think I think that's most of it. I think I was very blessed to have parents that really nurtured the creativity, yeah. and not everybody does, you know, have that yeah. kind of background. So, because yeah. we're all creative when we're kids. I mean, just watching my yeah. kids, I'm like, gosh, I did not teach you this, and you're doing this. Yeah. So. I think we're all innately creative and we just lose it along the way. We too narrowly define what creativity yes. is. Yes. I mean, right? I think mathematicians are creative. Yeah. They think so differently and it's like, it's magic to me because mm-hmm. again, I cannot process numbers. Your, yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for doing the work you do. Thank you for squeezing it into your very full life. Um, because it is beautiful and unusual and all those good things. It is interesting. Um, Unique. And, and it, it's, uh, it makes it like, so I think of, I, I, I know some friends who have your artwork on their wall and I'm like, that must be a really cool feeling to know that something you made is like a central part of their home the the stories like i hear about you know people owning my work or you know sometimes it's tears that like i can't believe i got this or or this almost made me cry or this did make me cry i'm like that's why i create um one of my favorite stories is actually from one of the realty realtors in town and this house is on for sale and you know it was all staged and they were ready and the new buyers wanted the house with one of my paintings and the the sellers refused to give up the to painting, the painting. <laughs> and like it the was like it was over, the over painting. my painting and i'm like that's awesome that is a good one <laughs> well thanks for doing it mm-hmm. thanks for sharing it um, and thanks for being here today to talk to me and well thanks for inviting me and letting me talk and be all awkward Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to The Spark, our weekly email for people who want to do their very best work. All the details are at datelinedigital.com forward slash spark.